Welcome to the You Are Not For Everyone podcast. This is Jackie Henderson. I am a licensed mental health counselor with a specialization in somatic and holistic practices. Here on this podcast, we normalize talking about mental health issues. We have real talk, real discussion on everything from depression, anxiety, overwhelm, and trauma. Let's get started. Hi, this is Jackie Henderson, and this is another episode of the You Are Not For Everyone podcast. Today, we're going to explore your self-care toolkit. Make sure it's filled with great attributes and items to choose from so you can live a healthy, well-rounded life. When we get faced with obstacles and challenges, we want to have these self-care practices in place already. If you don't, now is the time to start. Even if you're going through something, start practicing your self-care. But I really strongly encourage you to start practicing self-care before you need it because it's a great way to take care of yourself. It keeps your resiliency high and helps you to bounce back from challenges uh, much easier. So number one, the first physical self-care practices are the ones we'll talk about. This includes nutrition, sleep, exercise, water intake, medication, supplements, and breathing. Good nutrition is everything. What you put into your body is what you're going to get out of your body. If you're eating high energy foods, lots of veggies, balanced proteins, good healthy fats, your body is really going to respond well and give you the energy you need to get through life. If you're eating lots of carbohydrates, high sugar food, you're going to get lethargic. Your body is going to feel tired. If you're drinking a lot of alcohol, again, your body's going to get lethargic and tired. If you're drinking a lot of caffeine, you may feel like you are anxious or have a high anxiety level, but really it's your body trying to digest that caffeine and it's in your bloodstream and it's stirring up your nervous system. So let's limit those things that don't help our bodies and really start to explore what does. And it's great to know that today, in this day and age, you actually can get a dietitian or nutritionist through your insurance. And that's a wonderful uh, thing to know is that you can get help with nutrition and insurance will pay for it in most cases. Sleep is everything. It's really important to get a good amount of sleep and everyone needs a different amount of sleep. But most people need about seven or eight hours a night. And though naps throughout the day are helpful, uh, it's best to get sleep all at once at one time through the night. And when you're trying to sleep, I know a lot of people have a hard time sleeping, make sure you get off the screens an hour before bed, phone, laptop, uh, computers, and really make your room a haven. Make it dark and cozy and comfortable so your body knows when when you lay down in your bed, It's time to rest. Exercise. You want to move your body every day. You know, not three times a week, not two times a week. You want to move your body every day. And that can be as simple as going out for walks, um, doing really good housekeeping, cleaning, moving that body, or going to a gym. Water intake. Our body is made up of mostly water, so if we're not feeding it more water, uh, we could get dehydrated, which lowers our energy. 
And again, when we're not giving our body what it needs and we have low energy, we may think we're depressed, but we're really just not taking care of our bodies in an efficient way. So how much water should you drink? They say you should drink half of your body weight in ounces per day. So if you weigh 150 pounds, you should drink 75 ounces of water a day. And what I do is I'll get a water bottle with a certain amount of ounces. And so if I'm going to be drinking 75 ounces, I will drink three 24-ounce water bottles a day. Medication. If you're on medication, make sure you take your medication regularly. And it's always helpful to take it at the same time every day. Your body will get used to it and it will start to metabolize it more efficiently. Supplements are helpful. A lot of people are on supplements these days, but it's important that you make sure you read all the information on supplements because there's lots of herbs out there that may or may not be good for you. So I say check with your doctor, but supplements are helpful. And breathing, we breathe, uh, not everyone breathes efficiently enough for their body. So you want to inhale all the way to your belly button. Conscious breathing, really taking in a good amount of oxygen. What that does is it, again, makes your body more efficient, but it also calms your nervous system. So if you're feeling anxious, deep belly breaths are everything. Another aspect of self-care is your lifestyle choices. Structure and routine. When I worked in the behavioral unit of a hospital, one of the things that really helped the patients is structure. A lot of times when uh, overwhelm happens, depression happens, uh, mental illness invades our life, we get out of our routine and it's hard to even get back into routine. So if you can stay in routine, Um, That's really, really helpful. And that means getting up at the same time every day and going to bed at the same time every day as much as you can um, do that. Uh, Eating meals at the same time every day, going to work or going to a volunteer job or, you know, whatever you do, you want to make sure it's in a structure and that it's a daily routine. Setting time aside for relaxation We get so busy in this world and we need to learn to uh, decompress, to relax, and always remember that resting is doing something. That means you're doing something when you're taking care of yourself and letting your body be at ease. Set goals. It's really important to have something to look forward to. You know, when we're depressed, we tend to not have goals. We tend to not look forward. We are really deep in the present, and it's a very heavy um, feeling of helplessness. But if you have goals to look forward to, that will keep you motivated to uh, stay excited, to take care of yourself, and to meet those goals. Make sure you have fulfilling work. Sometimes we take jobs that pay the bills. And remember, you're spending more than half your waking hours at this job. So you want to make sure you enjoy it. It might even be worth it to get paid a little less to have work that really fulfills you. So make sure your job, your work, even if you're not working, if you're retired, that you have hobbies and things to do that fulfill you. Time in nature. This is really helpful for me. Maybe not everyone loves this, but to me, I feel like reconnecting with my spirit, um, 
happens when I'm outside, when I'm near the ocean, when I can breathe fresh air, when I can turn off the TV and get out of the house. So spend some time in nature. And then adding fun to your life. Uh, You want to keep this as a consistent part of your schedule. As we get older and we get busy, we have families, we have jobs, uh, we don't always schedule time for fun for ourselves. And that's an important thing to do. So add some fun to your life. Spiritual care. Spiritual care, like everyone... um, thinks, uh, not everyone, some people think uh, spiritual means religious, and that's not true. Your spirit is yours, it's your energy, it's what gives you life, it's your soul life. And for some it is religion, and if that's yours, that's wonderful, but for others it might be uh, music fills their spirit, or nature fills their spirit. It's whatever your zen is that brings you peace and groundedness, Um, For some people, it's Buddhism. For some people, it's uh, just a prayer journal. So find your spiritual life. It's an important piece to have um, in the AA programs, the 12-step programs. They uh, encourage you to have a higher power, someone that's bigger and stronger than you that you can look toward. So in your spiritual life, uh, again, these, you can take them, Um, If they help you and if they don't, that's okay. I'm just offering you options. But one is prayer. Offering up prayer, having faith, and believing that when you speak what you need, it is going to come to you. Meditation. Meditation is a non-religious activity. It's a grounding activity that brings you peace to your nervous system and to your spirit. Um, I always suggest if you're just starting out in meditation that you do guided meditation and there's plenty of apps you can get for your phone that teach you how to meditate or provide guided meditation um, that will help you to start getting into the meditation practice. Just sitting quietly um, and trying to control your thoughts is an advanced form of meditation and it's not easy to do so I would start with guided Having a community, a spiritual community, people of like mind. Um, There are meditation groups, there are prayer groups, there's church groups, there's AA groups, there's all sorts of groups that you can have community with. Forgiveness. This is a tough one. People have a hard time with the word forgiveness because I think they believe that if you forgive somebody, you're letting them off the hook for what they did to you. And honestly, forgiveness is not about the other person. Forgiveness is about yourself. So when you forgive somebody, you're letting yourself off the hook of feeling any emotion toward that person that hurt you any longer. Forgiveness is an inside job. Forgiveness is saying, my heart deserves peace, so you no longer get to take up space in my mind or my spirit. Forgiveness is an important part of healing. And finding purpose and meaning, what is it that is your Zen? What is it that brings you peace and joy? And this is different for every single person. So for some people, it's playing a musical instrument. For another, it's cooking. For someone else, it might be gardening. For some, like myself, it's dancing. 
whatever yours is, find something that brings you some meaning and purpose. And then there's people support. People that you can turn to for support when you need them. And just every day, including uh, socialization into your life, is really a healthy uh, part of being human. Um, I've learned in one conference I went to that you can tell how he- how healthy someone is by their relationships. How healthy are their relationships? Do they have friendships? Do they have people that they care about and that care for them back? You can tell how healthy a person is um, mentally and emotionally by how healthy their friendships are. So some uh, supports that you can turn to are family. If you have a family that's supportive, a family that makes you feel good about yourself and they love you and you love them and they really offer support, that's a wonderful source of um, reinforcement to your life. Friends. Friends are important. Like Not everyone has family. Not everyone is supported or emotionally supported by their family. This is why I love Friendsgiving because... We can't always choose our family, but we can choose our friends. So having people to turn to that you can trust, I always encourage people, you need at least one person in your life that you really trust. One person who tells you the truth, even if it hurts, because they tell you the truth because they love you and care for you, and they want you to be your best self. So having at least one person as a friend that you can count on is important. Having a therapist or a counselor is also a great tool for self-care. There's still some people that don't want to tell their problems to anyone. They're not talking to any strangers or shrink about their problems. And to me, that's very old school thinking. Um, They'll pay $100 to go to a personal trainer to get coached on how to train their bodies more efficiently. So why won't you pay, oh, it doesn't even matter if you pay, but why won't you even take time to go to a mental health coach, someone that can help you reframe things in your life, have a better outlook on life, support you through difficult times. To me, a counselor is someone that really just guides, helps, and supports. And there's nothing, there's no shame in seeing a counselor. And I guarantee most people that I know um, they'll, they might kick and shout going to having to go to a counselor, but once they start going, they actually look forward to going. It becomes a place of refuge and a place of peace and support. Minister, rabbi, priest, um, a spiritual teacher, someone that can guide you, someone that you can lean on. Again, this is similar to a counselor uh, because it's someone um, that is a neutral person that can guide you in any supportive direction. A support group. I mentioned AA before, but there's an um, NA, there's Overeaters Anonymous, there's Gamblers Anonymous, there's lots of support groups, um, 12-step programs. There's also grief support groups. There's um, all sorts of... um, support groups for people like eating disorders. So find a support group that really helps you with what you're going through. 
And if you have a family member going through something and you're not able to provide support because you don't have the information, go to a support group that of family members because that will help you to strengthen yourself um, to be able to help your family member or friend. I have recently had a woman come to me uh, because her granddaughter was suffering from depression and um, bipolar disorder and she wanted to understand it better so she came to me as a licensed mental health counselor to provide information and support and that she found that very helpful. Another um, support would be a day treatment program and these would be like outpatient programs at the hospital so um, if you've ever been to a behavioral unit of a hospital um, they it's like a psych ward would be the old school name but behavioral unit is the new name and that's like an, um, an inpatient program but once people leave the inpatient program they're stabilized um, they often go to an outpatient program and the outpatient program is a day program that you go from like 8 a.m. to 2.30 p.m. and it helps um, gives you support like coping skill groups it gives you access to psychiatrists social workers psychologists you get to be in a group with other people who are having the same challenges so you have peer support um, the day treatment programs are really helpful and you don't always have to um, have been hospitalized to attend a day treatment program. You can actually call and see if you can get into one um, because some people need a higher level of care. A counselor, a therapist that you see once or twice a week might not be as helpful as um, going every single day. And so if you need a higher level of care, your life is really um, off balance, I suggest a day treatment program. And then getting involved with community service is another um, support that you can do when you go out and volunteer somewhere. You can volunteer at an animal shelter, or you can volunteer at a shelter for homeless people. You can volunteer, almost any nonprofit organization has volunteer opportunities. So find something you're interested in and go help others. And that really helps you to feel like you're offering more um, sometimes we just get so caught up in our own thoughts, in our own life, in our own experiences. Um, we begin overthinking and we start dwelling and ruminating. And if we go out and help others, it gets us out of our own head. So that's a great tool to practice. So the last uh, list I'm going to share with you is mental and emotional um, self-care and this is um, very very important um, some of its challenging um, you have to take it your self-care to another level um, but it's really important to start practicing these things for yourself because they are helpful tools to add to your toolkit uh, the first is positive self-talk so we Almost every person I know has an inner critic, a little bully inside their head that tells them they're not good enough. I can't believe you did that again. You're a loser. Um, that inner critic is very cruel. It's a big bully. So we have. So what I ask when I talk about the inner critic is who's listening? There's a part of you that's listening to this bully and believing it. So we want to strengthen the listener inside your mind, inside your brain. And that comes from positive self-talk. 
reminding yourself that you are beautiful, that you're smart, that you're kind, that you're thoughtful, that you can do this, you've done this before, you can do it again, um, you're worth taking chances and you can try new things. Uh, practicing the self-talk every day through affirmations or just really speaking to yourself like someone you love. Feeling one's feelings. This is sounds basic, like don't we all feel our feelings? But no, we don't. Um, this is often the root cause of addiction is we have these deep hurt feelings, traumatic feelings from childhood, traumatic events that happen in our lives, um, unhealthy relationships. Um, these darker feelings are so intense and so heavy, we tend to medicate them, self-medicate them through drugs, through alcohol, through sex, through gambling, through food. Um, and when we self-medicate with these things, we're not feeling our feelings. We're drowning them. We're burying them. We're stuffing them in. So it's important to get to the root of what's causing the pain, to face the trauma, face the unhealthy decisions you've made, the patterns. Um, it's not easy. That's why not many people do it. Um, so it's important to allow yourself to feel your feelings. And I suggest doing this with a professional, a counselor or a therapist, um, because they can guide you and reframe. Um, a lot of times people think they're to blame for things. And when they start doing the work, they realize things were done to them. It's not their shame. Uh, it's someone else's. I suggest starting a mood journal, especially if you have a mood disorder, depression, um, bipolar disorder, anything that affects your moods. Um, starting a mood journal is a, a great tool to add to your toolkit. And I just actually went on Amazon the other day and saw that they have beautiful mood journals that are really helpful. And they give you prompts and they help you to um, know what to write and what to keep track of. And the reason the mood journal is so helpful is because it keeps track of trends in your life. Like you sleep, sleep a certain amount of hours and then you say how you feel after that many hours. You eat certain foods, you write down how you feel after the foods. You start to see how much sleep you need and what the best foods are for you. You can track who you're spending your time with because there's some people that uplift you and there's some people that drain you and if we're just going through the motions of life we might miss this but if we're keeping track of it we can actually see the trends and shift them a library of positive memories this um this is like photo albums and we all have photo albums in our phones these days um but keeping track of positive memories i always encourage people to print out pictures uh, I like the old school feeling of having a photo in a frame on a wall. Uh, I think that's really important and helpful. Family of origin healing. This is a tough one and um, most people don't even know what it means, but family of origin is the family you grew up in. And a lot of times um, our issues started in childhood. And this isn't to blame the parents. This isn't to blame anyone. This is to see your child's perspective. What was your perspective of your childhood? 
How did you see the world around you as a child? How did it affect you? Were you abused as a child? Were you uh, physically or emotionally abused as a child? Did you witness a trauma? Did you uh, experience bullying? All these things happen in our childhood and they create a thing called core beliefs. And our core beliefs really set the tone for how we feel in the world. Do we feel safe in the world? Do we feel effective in the world? Or do we feel small and scared of the world? A lot of this, um, these core beliefs are formed in childhood. So in order to heal them, you have to go back to that time. And this, again, needs to be done with the help of a professional, a skilled therapist or counselor. Working through grief. Uh, this is another challenging one. If you've had a major loss, um, you can't just get busy and go back to work because that sadness, that heaviness, that anger, that hurt, that bitterness is still inside you even if you're busy. And it's going to eat away at you. It's going to resurface in some other way. So working through grief is a very important part of healing. And I actually have a podcast um, that you can scroll up and find and it's all about grieving and how to grieve in a healthy way. Grieving is not easy. It's painful. Um, I call it the dark night of the soul. But you can't avoid it. You have to go through it. And I had a friend once say, if you can feel it, you can heal it. And anyone that's experienced a loss knows that you feel that deeply. I think it's important to also know that your, your um, loss could have happened many years ago. It doesn't have to be a recent loss, but if you never worked through it, it could still resurface in other ways. So again, um, doing this work with the help of a professional counselor therapist is really helpful. So I gave you a lot of tools for your toolkit, physical, spiritual, people, mental and emotional and lifestyle. I hope that they are helpful. I'd love to hear from you. Email me, JackieHendersonDance at Yahoo.com and tell me how you're doing. If there is a self-care practice that I did not list on here, I would love to hear it and add it to my list. I hope that um, you find peace. I hope that you understand that it's important to practice these things before you need them. That way, your body, your nervous system already has access to them when you do get hit with a challenge or a major life event. Um, You already have the practices in place and they come easy to you. So I wish you well. I wish you self-care and self-love. You are worth it. Thank you for joining me today on this episode of You Are Not For Everyone. Please check out my website, safesoulcenter.org and missfitness.com. And you can purchase my book, You Are Not For Everyone, A Soulful Guide to Authentic Living on Amazon. Stay well, be happy, and live your best life.